get him, Fanny told her. Where has he gone? To your special place, Mrs. Atwell said with a sympathetic smile. The place he always took your mother, and now you. Fanny nodded with great enthusiasm. I'll go. It's not so very far. I'll go with her, Michael said. It's farther than a young lady should go by herself. The island is hardly that big, Fanny declared, and I'm eleven years old. Michael laughed and very opinionated. All right, you two, get on with you now. Miss Fanny, it would be the better part of wisdom to allow Michael to join you. Besides that, if I remember right, your father took a picnic basket with him. Michael can fetch that back for me. Fanny didn't really mind Michael's company. She simply didn't want him to think of her as a helpless child who needed to be watched over. They made their way across the well-kept lawn and headed for the northerly side of the island, where the trees thinned out and gave way to rocky outcroppings. Fanny knew where she would find her father. Langley Broadmoor had often regaled her with stories of how he'd courted her mother on this island how they would love to steal quiet moments in a very secluded place during their whirlwind romance. Fanny loved coming here each year. The island caused her to feel a sense of her mother's presence just in knowing how much she had cherished this place. The family always tried to spend some time on the island during the warm summer months. The Thousand Islands of the St. Lawrence River were popular gathering retreats for the very wealthy, and this popularity had only increased in the years since Grandfather had purchased the island. The opulent way of life had increased as well. What had once been a modest summer retreat was now a palatial estate with a six-story castle that held over fifty rooms. I found some fossils over this way, Michael told her. Maybe we can go hunt for more tomorrow. That would be grand. Fanny replied, and then frowned. Oh, but I cannot. Your father is taking us to some birthday party on one of the other islands. Amanda and Sophie insist I come. Your cousins can be rather bossy, but I'm sure a party will be far more fun than scouting about in the dirt with me. Fanny thought to deny that idea, but spied her father down the pathways. He was leaning up against a tree, the basket beside him, Apparently, he'd fallen asleep while watching the river. Papa! Fanny hurried down the path, barely riding herself as she tripped on the loose rocks. Slow down, you goose! Michael called from behind her. You don't want to fall and tear your dress. Fanny checked her step and slowed only marginally. Papa, wake up! Grandmere wishes to see you. She reached her father's side and knelt beside him. Reaching out, she gave him a shake, but he didn't open his eyes. Papa? She shook him again, and this time his body slumped away from her. His hand fell to the side, revealing a small framed photograph of her mother. Michael, something's wrong. She looked to where Michael had come to stop. He's... He's sick. He's not waking up. Fanny shook him harder, but he only slumped closer to the ground. Papa! In less than a second, Michael was at her side. 
Mr. Broadmoor, wake up, sir. He gently reached out to touch the man, then pulled away. Fanny, I think you should go get my father. Maybe get your Uncle Jonas, too. But why? What's wrong? Just go now. Hurry. Fanny straightened and, seeing the grave expression on Michael's face, did exactly as he told her. She fairly flew up the path, and despite knowing how much her grandmother would disapprove, she ran as fast as she could to get help. The men were easy to find. Fanny let them know the situation in breathless gasps that left little doubt to the serious nature of the moment. The men headed out, demanding she stay behind, but Fanny wasn't about to be left out of the matter. She allowed them to leave without her, then followed behind, ignoring her cousins as they bade her to come and play. Something inside Fanny's chest felt tight. She couldn't help.